I was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Father, cause me to understand your word. Father, cause me to understand your word. May I understand the authority that I have as a believer. May I see the authority that I have as a believer. May my eyes open to the authority that I have as a believer. Shaprata kavala dabasha, ekapala dabasha prata kavala dabase, mahatala dabasha fatala labrada has, fele de breke fele de hosa, shekotala dabala dabahasa balas, kapata prata kapala dabasa, mahata braha dabashe. Lekele de breve heshevre de kepela da bahasa. Mahatala da basha prata kapala da basa. Repasa paprakatavala da basha. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Psalm 82, verse 6. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Amen. So every child of God is a God. Every child of God has authority. But the Bible said, But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes because they do not know, neither would they understand. So understanding who you are in Christ is important. If you don't understand how to use a powerful device, you will not get the best out of it. If you don't understand how to use a powerful phone, you will not get the best out of it. In fact, it is proven that only 13% of the functionality of phones are known by people. Only 13%. Can you believe that? It means that the phone that you have in your hand, you only know 13% of what it can do. And there is a whooping 87% of what the phone can do that you have never used your phone for all because of ignorance so that is how so many people are in Christ but they do not know what blessings what privileges and especially what authority is available for them in Christ so today's teaching is a very important one because it will open your eyes to what is available in Christ for you. Amen. So the authority of the believer, there are seven things I would want to talk about. Seven things that the believer has authority over. Number one, 
The believer has authority over sin. The believer has authority over sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. The believer has authority over sin. So if you are born again, you have authority over sin. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Have you seen that? Sin shall not control you. So if you are born again, you do not have sin controlling you. You actually control sin. Amen. You have power to stop drinking if you want to drink. You have power to stop smoking if you want to stop smoking. If you have power to stop being disobedient if you want to stop being disobedient. You have power to stop being lazy if you want to stop being lazy. All that power is available to you. Amen. You don't need any special deliverance for you to stop any sin that you are in. You have power over that sin. That's why the Bible said, for sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Now, when you are not born again, you are actually being led astray by Satan and evil spirits. But the moment you are born again, Satan cannot just be controlling your life. Sin cannot just be controlling your life. I hear. So every sin that is in your life is your own doing. It's your own doing because you have power to stop it. If you are a, a chronic liar, you have power to stop lying by just telling the truth. Yeah. If you are a chronic deceiver, you can stop deceiving people by just coming out to be genuine. You have the power. You have the power. That's what the Bible said. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. So the believer has power over sin. Anytime you hear a believer saying that, I want to stop this, but I cannot stop. It is not true. It is only unbelievers who can make that complaint. A believer cannot make that complaint. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. And the Holy Spirit has given you power over every sin in your life. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. Is that not so different from what we hear often? I can't stop it. It's not true. So, tell your neighbor that you have power to stop sinning. Tell the person. Yeah. Ask the person, what is the easiest sin in your life? Some people sin easily. Some people are always angry. You have power to stop being angry. Yeah. You have power to stop being angry. Oh, everything that... You can control everything if you are born again. The moment you are born again, the Holy Spirit is in your heart. And you can, you can, you can actually have a 360 degree turn around of life. You can be completely different from who... You used to be. That's why if you are born again and your life is really not different from the way you used to be, it is a problem. In fact, chances are that you were not born again. Because when you are truly born again, you are a new creature. Amen. 
So you cannot say that when I was a non-believer, the devil used to give me the curse of fornication. I'm a believer and still um, the curse is on me. I'm addicted. You are doing it. You have used your choice to do it. That's just simple. Let me show you another verse. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Have you seen that? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Now, who is going to lay aside the sin? Let us. As Christians, we have the power to lay aside the sin. We have power. Yeah. You have power to stop a particular sin that is in your life. You have power to say, I, 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 I am addicted to drinking. When I see the bottle of alcohol, even if I don't buy it, it follows me to my house. Have you seen that before? Have you seen alcohol following people to their house before? You buy it. Or you credit it. And you, you hold it and you take it home. How can you say? Most people are not addicted to anything. They have used their choice repeatedly for that. It's not any addiction. Many years ago when I was a prayer secretary in KNST, one of the things that used to come to me a lot were people who come and they say they are addicted. Some say they are addicted to pornography. Others say they are addicted to masturbation. Others say they are addicted to fornication. And I ask them, what is the definition of addiction? And they say, they can't stop it. I say it's not true. Now, if you don't have data on your phone, how will you watch pornography? You buy data and you load it and you visit the site. And all these things, you are the one doing it. Okay. If you really are addicted so that you can't control yourself, why is it that when you come to church, you don't do it? Why is it that when you are in church, suddenly your senses come? You are, you are the person choosing to do it. That's just it. So most of them were surprised that I did not pray for them. I told them to change their choices. That's it. Because whatever you feed on will grow. Whatever you starve will die. If you feed on pornography, your love for pornography will grow. If you starve your love for pornography, your love for pornography will die. And whose choice is that? You. Let us therefore... We ourselves lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. Yeah. So there is something called the besetting sin. The sin that easily traps us. And everybody has his own besetting sin. But the writer of Hebrews says that we have the power to set it aside. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So really, really, if you want to stop saying it, you will stop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like people say, 
I am addicted to prostitution. I'm a prostitute. I'm a prostitute because I cannot stop. But when they go and nobody comes to sleep with them, they come home and sleep and they say there is bad market. If you really cannot stop it, you should go and look for somebody. Oh boy. You are lying. And gen- people don't tell the truth. If you say you cannot really stop it, when you went and you didn't get customer, you should have gone to look for a goat or a cow. But you are the one exercising your choice. Most of the things, it's not any spirit be out. No. It's not any evil spirit be out. It's people using their choice. It's like somebody will say that, as for me, every little thing I can be angry Did You hear what the person said? As for me, every little thing I can be angry And you say it's a spirit. You said as for you, every little thing you will be angry then you say it's a, it's a spirit. It's not a spirit. You are the one who said you will be angry. Yeah. Now, if you if somebody is fighting you and you don't fight, will the fight continue? Yeah. So it's your choice. It's your choice. And that power is in the hand of every believer. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Tell the person close to you, you have the power to stop watching pornography. Tell the person. Yeah. It is in your hand. You know, come and say, there is a spirit that visits your, 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 your phone. You are lying. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, least that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. Amen. Apostle Paul said that, when I'm done preaching, I still control my body, so that I don't finish preaching and still go to hell. And he's not mentioning anything of the Holy Spirit here, of God. I keep my body, I keep my body, bring it into subjection, Least by enemies, when I have prayed to others, I myself should be a caster. So people say, uh, the man of God's evil spirit is that he fornicates. No. He, he has decided to fornicate. That's it. Just that. Yeah. This man of God's own is drinking. It's not true. He has decided to drink. Listen, in all my life, eh, I've never seen somebody lying down Without holding alcohol bottle, that alcohol bottle entered the mouth. In all my life, I've not seen one before. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have seen one before. Yeah. Mercy. I keep under my body. Question hmm? actually now in, a, in our English, we would, we would have to say. I keep my body under subjection. You see it? I keep my body under subjection. So that in any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should not be a castaway. This is a very dangerous scripture. You can be a castaway even if you are a man of God. If you don't control certain things in your life. Many great men of God have been destroyed either by drugs 
or by prostitution. Yeah. And the sin of fornication is not solved by marrying. In fact, married people commit adultery that you can never think about. Yeah. More. More. Most people think that if they marry, they will stop sleeping with women. It's not true. In fact, if you marry, it will become easier for you to sleep with women. I have explained it to you before. If you are not married, it's actually difficult to sleep with women. One day I'll explain in the future. But if you are married, it is easier. So easy. Yeah. So, it is your work as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a Christian, to bring your body under subjection. Why? You have that authority. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that most of you don't like this first point. And the amen is not good. Amen. No. Yeah, you can control it. Every evil habit, bad habit, you can control it. If we cannot control bad habits, that God cannot judge us. Because then we are not responsible for what we have done. Aloimale. Uh, yes. If we cannot stop, if we are robots, will God judge robots? No. Because what they actually did was not by them. It was by battery and remote. But there are no batteries and remotes in you. You have the power of self-will. Yeah. You are an agent of your own will. You get it? So, in a certain way, if you become spiritual, it is by you. If you are not spiritual, it is by you. If you become a thief, it is by you. If you become a liar, it's by you. But you will have a part to play in it. Yeah. Okay. So I pray for you that you actually begin to walk in the power of controlling sin in your life. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Don't be seeing every woman and be liking her. You stop it. You can stop it if you want to stop it. And don't be seeing every man and be interested. You can stop it. It's not a demon. It's you. Just simple. Yeah. Some of us, can you imagine the, 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 the options that we have with women and things like that? You can never build anything for God if you don't have self-control. Which is your work. You get it? Yeah. Tell the person close to you, close your zip. Tell the person, close your zip. Except uh, you are going to urinate. Tell the person, except you are going to urinate. Close your zip. Yeah. Some people have zipless trousers. They have cut hole under their trousers. <laughs> Zip-free trousers. God will judge all wicked people. Is it free? And it's actually you. It's no spirit and <laughs> demons. Demons have suffered a lot of injustice. <laughs> One day, 
We hope the demons will also begin to fight for their rights over all injustice that human beings have subjected them to. Mercy. Number two, as a believer, you have power over sickness. Number one, I said as a believer, you have power over what? Over sin, yeah. Number two, you have power over sickness. Mark chapter 16, verse 18. Mark chapter 16, verse 18. Okay, let's start from verse 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. Now, remember that if you are born again, you are born into the kingdom of God. If you are born into the kingdom of God, the power of God is available to you. Amen. We've looked at that last week. Last week, we've been looking at that. The kingdom, his power, the kingdom, his glory. Right. So, Mark 16, 17 and 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Have you seen that? That means these signs shall follow believers. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall what? Recover. So every believer has the power to lay hands on sick people and see them recovering. Yeah. You know something? Most believers, in fact, the, in the whole of the New Testament, this portion of scripture, okay, Mark chapter 16, from verse 17 to the end, has been debated by a lot of theologians. In fact, most people came to the conclusion that this was not part of the Bible. It was found many years later as a new manuscript. Do you know why they make that argument? Because they cannot believe that every believer can heal the sick. Just that. And they themselves who printed the, the, those editions of the Bible were void of the power that was available in Christ. Just that. But that is what Christ really said. And Christ didn't just say it here. When you read Mark, Matthew chapter 10, you see how he gave the disciples power to go and heal the sick. So if you like, even take Mark 16 away, there is still Matthew chapter 10. Many places he gave them power to heal the sick. And that power to heal the sick is on the life of everybody who is born again. Amen. So if you are born again, you have to actually be looking for sick people than calling your pastor that you are sick. Yeah. If you are born again, God has given... When you are born again, you are a God kind of person. Oh. Huh. You are born into the class of God. You are born into the realm of God. You are not just an ordinary person. Jesus said, he that is from above is above all. You remember that? John 3, 31. So if you are born again, you have power over sickness. Somebody say amen. They shall lay hands on the sick. Now, laying of hands is a symbol of authority. Hands are laid from people who are higher in authority to people who are lower in authority. That's why Moses laid hands on Joshua. You get it? Yeah. So, the hands that are being laid are hands 
of people with authority, laid over lower authority. You get it? Yeah. That's why if I, I'm, I'm going to be prayed for by laying of hands, it cannot be my church member. It can, be so, it can only be somebody higher than me in authority. So in the same way, Jesus said, they shall lay hands on the sick. That means that the authority is upon their lives. That when they lay hands on the sick, look at what will happen. Next. They shall recover. Amen. Amen. Now, this power is available in every believer. If you are born again, you carry the power to heal. I'm not talking about gifts of healing. Neither am I talking about the anointing to heal. I'm talking about the power to heal. They are all different. And the power to heal is available to every believer. Imagine a believer who has accepted that he's a secular. When the power to heal is available to him freely. Freely. But until you know the truth of the scripture, you cannot walk in that truth. That's it. I have told you about two people who are going to marry. And uh, when they did their second cell status, they found out that both of them were AS. And they went to one church. They were both students on, on campus. I was a TA when this case came up. They went to one church, one Orthodox church, and the pastor said, I advise you not to marry because if you marry, you will have SS kid and you will hate it, uh, this and that and that. And so they were thinking about dropping their seven years of relationship until they heard another message of another pastor who was also on campus. Now the first pastor was on campus as well. And when he went to them, when they went to him, he said, we are going to pray. So I was there with a pastor now, who is a pastor of Winners Chapel, Pastor Bernard Anati, and myself, and the man of God. And we prayed for them physically. They were in, sitting in plastic chairs. That the next time they came, their sickling cell status has changed. From ASAS to AAAA. I was there. I was there. It was not a dream. Now, one set of pastor believes that if you have AS, condemned to Grebu. Another pastor to believe that if you have AS or RJ, it can still change. Because one is operating by a certain truth that the other one does not know or thinks is an opinion. So really in your life as a believer, what you really believe is what's going to happen for you. That's why Jesus told the woman that your faith has made you whole. Mark 5.34. It's your faith that has made you whole. Okay? So the kind of faith you have will determine the kind of miracles you have. Right. So Jesus said, when they really believe, they are going to lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. Somebody say amen. Yeah. So whatever sickness, hepatitis, cancer, HIV, oh, whatever madness, every sickness is subject to the power of God. And the power of God is resting upon your life as a believer. 
Therefore, you are a carrier of his power. Hallelujah. You are a carrier of his glory. When you are sick, you yourself, you are feeling pain in your body. Lay hands on that part of your body and pray. You will see that you are, you are healed. Yeah. Everybody in the world knows I hate drugs. I have a personal hatred for drugs. Yes, because I really believe in divine healing. My mother will say, my father will say, everybody will say. So why don't you take drugs? Why don't you this and that? Why don't you that? Plenty. No. I will pray. And most of the times I have prayed and then I'm, I'm healed. Most. Most. You see, a driver must also learn how to be a mechanic. Because one day the car will break down. <laughs> Are you here? You must learn how to repair your own body through prayer. Yeah, it's not drugs. Okay? Let me show you a verse. Mark chapter 5, verse 30, verse 25. So drugs is good, and God gave doctors their mind, I mean their blessing to find cures. Okay? But I mean, <laughs> drugs actually don't cure problems anyway. And a certain man who had an issue of blood 12 years, let's go on, and had suffered many things of many doctors. Have you seen that? And had spent all she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. You see, most of the time, the sicknesses that doctors cannot deal with, they are the areas that God is a specialist at. That's the meaning of the scripture. The woman spent everything she had on doctors. And it, it was getting worse. In fact, Doctors will not tell you your, your situation will get worse. Because they are paid for trying to help you. So how can they tell you it won't work? I remember I used to have one phone. It was a slide phone. You know slide phones usually have weak cords. I did not know that originally the problem was with the cord. I did not know. I was... Maybe second year or third year campus. And that my phone, which was an LG phone, gave me problems almost every month. And almost every month, I will cross, I will pass through Queens Hall, behind Report, Republic Hall, to uh, Hall 7 area, Africa. Then I get to uh, where there basket is, you know. Then I moved to the hospital. Almost every month, I will cross the road and go and fix it. One repairer for more than one year. He never told me that the problem was originally about the cord. <laughs> and he didn't tell me that slide phones will have weak cords because you'll be sliding up and down, up and down. The cords will be going in and out. He didn't tell me. Yeah. And I remember how I struggled. I struggled to complete school. I mean, financially. From first year to end. I remember how, I think it was second year, I struggled the more because I was spending money on the phone and I needed the phone for my assignments. And the repairer did not tell me. I, what was, was, should he tell me? How will, how will he get it? I mean, when he was praying to God that God should give him market that day, he was praying for a fool like me to show up once again. With the same phone and the same cord. That's how doctors also pray. That, oh God, 
as we pray this month, this week, let there be sales. Let there be sales means let there be sickness and dying. That's it. So a medical doctor will not tell you that this situation cannot be solved. So go with your money. He will tell you that let us try this. And if it doesn't work, we'll try that. Go to every pharmacy. Any drug you buy, there is a cheaper version. But should they tell you that so, uh, your head is, this one is 100 grand, this one is 12 CD. But buy the 12 CD, it's as good as 100 grand. Say no. There is an extra chemical in the 100 Ghana. Yes. Which is solid chlorine. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. Then you buy. The next time you are sick. Now how would they get money if all the drugs are still in the shelf and you are working strong? Yeah? So most, most, most people's business is to find problems and to try to help the problem without really helping it. Anyway, but there is divine healing, and you know something praying for people to be healed is the only kind of medication without side effect. Every other medication has side effects, including herbs. So, you have people they say herbs, there are no side effects. <laughs> you do, do you know weed? People have smoked weed that they have now been, become useless. That's side effect of too much herbs, yes. Every helps their side effect. So don't joke to yourself and say, as for this one, <laughs> I'm in a boy. Eh? Now, as for orthodox drugs, I'm in a boy. Eh? Uh, there is divine healing. And if you have faith as a believer, you can walk in that authority of praying for people to be healed. I see you praying for people to be healed in the name of Jesus. I see you praying for people to be healed in the name of Jesus. In fact, let me tell you something. If you can just catch this spirit, any of these seven spirits I'm talking about, you can have a big ministry. Just that. If you just catch any of the spirits, it's done. Yeah. Because ministries are actually defined by these seven spirits and your ability to exercise authority over any area. You, you understand? Just... Yes, let's go. Yeah. I remember what the pastor, Archbishop Benson Idahosa said. He said, he was in a church when the man of God preached and the man said, even if people die and you pray for them, they can come back to life. People shout amen. He shouted amen. The man said again, they shouted amen. When they closed it, he went to the pastor and he said, pastor, are you sure if you pray for people who are dead, they really come back to life. The pastor said yes. Then he asked the pastor, have you done it before? Then he said no. Then he asked the pastor, why? The pastor couldn't answer. They said anyway. So he took his Bible home. Now, when he was going home, he was now shouting, is there anybody dead here? That was the message. Is there anybody dead here? Till he got to the house and they said, there is a girl who is dead. He said, okay. My pastor said today that if you pray for the dead, they were waiting for the ambulance to pick the person. The person will come back to life. And he picked the child and prayed for the child. And the child came back to life. That was in all. Then he continued again. Is there anybody dead here? That first day, four people came back to life. One day. First, the first day he heard the message. You have heard this message and you are going to chill Kelly with it and sleep. Uh, that's why we are like this. 
Yeah. We are a shadow of real Christianity. Forgive. You see somebody say, my, my little finger is dead. Pastor, pray for me. Ah. You see, the basic work of pastors in the Bible is actually to train people for the work of ministry. But now, because of so much weakness and emptiness, other things have become our job. Our work is to primarily train people for them to fit the global parameters that God has placed them in. Just that. That's our work. But because of shallowness and emptiness, things that were not our work have become our work. So that there is no real time for the work. Yeah. But there is power to heal. And that power is available in every believer. Amen. Yeah. Look at Acts chapter 28, verse 8. Acts chapter 28, verse 8. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and what? Simple. Simple. That's why I say that. I'm so surprised when I lay hands on people to pray for them and they are not healed. I'm so surprised. In fact, it, it makes me go home and think and be worried. How? Why? What? I'm so surprised. I'm surprised like how you will see a donkey preaching John 4, 18. I'm so surprised. I, I believe the scriptures. I believe the scriptures. I believe the scriptures because the scripture is the word of God. I believe when God says something. Yeah. I see you praying for the sick and I see them healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go on. The third source of authority, the third form of authority we have is authority over stagnation. Authority over stagnation. Now, if you are a believer, you have authority to move forward in life. And you have authority to break free from anything that holds you down. Now, whatever is holding you down is leaving you right now in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. When people must have faith in God, so surprisingly, people are having faith in a vaccine that has come to the airports today. As if those who have used the vaccine are healed. People have used the vaccine and their pennies have died. Others have used their vaccines and they have suddenly developed stroke and others are also praising God for vaccine. Oh! And this vaccine is going to make a lot of people rich in Africa. No, because by tomorrow, 100,000 will be lost. From now, 
100,000 will be lost. They will not be accounted for. And by the time they are, they are, they are broken down to uh, be smaller units to different regions, some will be lost on their way. Some will be lost in the office and some will be lost in the bodies of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you will see that the vaccine will suddenly be shot. It will be lost in the system. And others will have some to sell. <laughs> Without the government having new <laughs> stock. Eh? <laughs> oh. Now, when you, when you, when you, you work as a, a public servant, and your time is over, you have to return the cars and the fridge and the furniture to the government. It never happens. You see people, they just paint the chairs. Where they have written GH slash O3 slash, they paint it. If it's brown color, they paint it with black. It's gone. It's now DS. You see people driving government vehicle, GV, and they are in it. That's how the vaccines will be lost. Yeah. By the time, listen, hey, even just percentages that Jemensa should add to get 100, she has added, it's 103, 104, 102. Just 100%. Oh. Now you are talking about 600,000 verses. Do you know 100? <laughs> she cannot add mathematics to get 100%. She's getting 103, 102. Hey! Now, cast 600,000 verses. Oh. As I'm speaking right now, some doctor is taking 50 home. <laughs> Other top doctors have taken 100 home. It will be, they will be lost. Oh. They will be lost. <laughs> uh, a certain year, was it uh, Professor John Evans at Amiels? He gave the police, the police some cars be eh? some uh, land rovers oh that thing within three months there were there were no land rovers again in the ghana huh. and now but people personally now had land rovers oh twenty sixteen there were people who were buying auctioned vehicles there was a woman who bought an auction vehicle for 13 CDs. 13 CDs. Watching money. Eh? 13 CDs. And we complained, complained, and she went to add seven CDs to it. <laughs> she made it 20 CDs. Eh? Four-wheel drive, 20 Ghana. Still a boy saying. That's why some people really pray to enter into government work and they never get it. Because God detects very fast that there are more criminals and orangutans than the thieves there. That if those thieves in the place don't take it, they will be stolen by the new thieves who are coming up. There are many thieves in, 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 in places. Forgive. Acts 17, 28. Ask the person close to you, are you a thief? Are you a thief? Ask the person, what do you have in your hand that does not belong to you? Ask the person. 
You still are, you go to bank and you steal account number. You steal somebody's account number as your own. And you deposit your money into it. Acts 17, 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. Have you seen that? So in Christ, we don't just live in Christ, but we also move. There is a moving forward in Christ. You must not be stagnant. If you are born again, you must not be stagnant. You must move. Your business must move. Amen. Your life must move forward. Things about you must move forward. There must be a certain movement forward. Hallelujah. A certain movement forward. I see you moving forward in the name of Jesus. So it is wrong for any spirit and situation to bind you at one place. It is illegal. It is wrong. It is against who you are as a child of God. That's why when you are praying to break out from stagnation, you have to really pray and declare by authority that you are coming out from one place to another place. And listen to me. I said it the last time that generally most people are at the same place all their lives. They cannot really tell about a specific moving forward that they have seen. They are almost always around the same neighborhood. But when you understand who you are in Christ, you see that there is a moving forward for you in Christ. That is why people should not be surprised if you are progressing continuously. That is actually who you are in Christ. And that authority is vested in you by God. Amen. Nobody should be surprised if you are moving forward and you are increasing and you are becoming bigger and better and brighter and stronger. For in him we live and not just live, we move. There is a moving in him. There is a moving. There is a moving. So you have power over stagnation. You have power over delay. You have power over retrogression. You have power over anything that holds you at one point. Now, generally, when, when, when I'm talking about stagnation, I want you to think about financial stagnation. So many people actually do not seem to move forward from a certain realm of income. Do you know why? Because by default, by default, okay, people are comfortable with poverty, even though they will not say it. Yeah. But you don't have to be comfortable, you see. If you see rich people are faster in things than poor people, poor people are slower. The reason is that rich people are always having a certain hunger for more. And poor people are always okay with the nothing they have. Yeah. So until you develop new ways of making new money, you will be stagnant financially. And everybody must develop new ways of making money. That's it. That's how you move away from financial stagnation. Yeah. I don't know whether you are getting me. You have to, if you are a teacher in a school and that's the only thing you, you, you do, you can begin to sell chips. If you don't buy chips, you won't pass. They sell chips and it works. You change it. If it's wrong, you find extra classes. 
you, you, you find online teaching. I'm going, to, I'm going to run a new school very soon. It's an exclusive prophetic service. Yes, exclusive. Me now will let you enter the page, like I do always. And I'll be teaching people how they can use their prophetic anointing to make money. To feather their own assignment. And it's possible. Yeah. I'm not talking about stealing money. I'm talking about making money. You see, if Jesus in Luke chapter 17 could show Peter where the fish is that had money in it, it's possible. So you must begin to think beyond how you think about money. Amen. One, one of my sons, Benjamin Odeinyako, called me yesterday and he said he needed my message on 10 places money heights. Did he get to you? Yeah, so I gave your contact to him. You know, and he, he sent me an audio. He was listening to one of my messages and he said, no, Papa, send me that other one too. I need to soak it. Yeah, this young boy I'm talking about, oh, his ministry is working, fantastically working. Because the last time I was on their platform, I mean, there were more than 500 people who connected. Yeah. He's finding new ways because he has a big ministry online, but more than 500 people, I'm sure, connected. One day he tried posting a video, a short video on YouTube, and within 30 minutes, almost 1K views. He was just testing something. Finding new ways. There are many people whose minds are stuck. They're phlegmatic. And it's done for. So when you push them to think, to think, to think, they move like this, but their legs don't move. When you stop pushing them, then again, same place. So you have to be thinking about new, entirely new ways. Entirely new ways of making money. Yeah. Because financial lack has a way of destroying the vision that God gives you totally. Totally. Yeah. Is somebody here? Right. And if there is any time in your life when you have to be thinking, it's now. Okay? If there is any prophetic time in your life when you have to be thinking, it's now. If there is any season in your life where thinking will be crucial, it is now. If there is any time in your life where sitting down and making plans will be absolutely necessary, it is now. That's it. That's it. Okay, so in Christ, we don't just live, but we also do what? We move. There is progress. There is progress. There is pro- we cannot be entangled by stagnation. Amen. Yeah. So you have to think. You have to think. And you see, usually if God is going to give you the grace to find new ideas, you are actually going to have reversal on traditional, stereotypical situations. If there are, if, if, if people say A is the way to do it, you will suddenly begin to see how you can have it through B. Same. Yeah. But it's just thinking. It's just thinking. Yeah. Now, listen to me. <laughs> Jeff Bezos has made more money in speaking to audiences. Okay. Than Amazon has brought him. 
Yeah, most people think it's Amazon that made him rich. Just speaking. Speaking to f- top 500 entrepreneurs in the world. Do you know how much money they pull together? Top 500 entrepreneurs. Come on. If each person decides to give $20,000, do you know how much money it is? For one minute. I mean, meeting. Yeah. Everybody must be thinking. Yeah. If there is any time to think, it's now. It's now. Don't look like a prayer topic. Look like an answered prayer. Look like somebody that when, they, when other people see you, they say, we thank God that we met you. That's an answered prayer. Don't look like somebody that when they see you, they say, hey, we are still praying for you. That's a problem. Four, as a believer, you have authority over suffering. You have authority over suffering. God has not called us to suffer. Amen. He has given us power to overcome suffering. To overcome suffering. Remember that what Job faced was not what God purposed for him. The suffering that Job went through was planned by Satan and not by God. Most people attribute their suffering to God when Satan is actually the person behind it. And the reason is simple. It is because most Christians are ignorant. Because most of us are ignorant, we are unable to see the real person causing the problem. That because we don't want to investigate into the matter because we may not have the necessary tools to find the answers, we just say it is God. Most people, when they say it's God, it's just a way of saying, I don't want to think. I have just thrown it on somebody, even though he's not responsible. So suffering is actually something that the devil uses to plague believers. There are Christians who are always crying. Yesterday, I made a lot of calls yesterday. I, I started praying for people who are outside Ghana. I made hundreds and hundreds of calls. There are people that I called them that there were, there were a lot of suffering and pain and tears in their homes, married people. Then I spoke to them. They said, it's true. It's true. It's true. So, prophet, it's true. This is true. That is true. They said, suffering. I said, that is not who you must be in Christ. You don't need to suffer. You don't need to be in depression. Somebody said, a certain guy said, I called yesterday, he said, I have been in depression for more than three months. Hey! How? That's too much. Suffering. And usually it's the devil's way of taking your mind off what is important. Yeah. Depression is worrying about something you cannot change. Yeah, that's depression. And so many people, the devil uses suffering to plague their minds. They suffer, they think, they worry. They never have answers. They worry, Sarkeke. 
And as a child of God, you have power over suffering. You have power over suffering. Because Jesus suffered for you and I. And we do not need to suffer any longer. Say amen. amen. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Let me even start from verse 3. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 to 5. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? He has done what? He has borne our griefs. That means that in Christ we must no longer grieve. Because Jesus has borne our grief. Eh? He has taken our sufferings. He has borne them. This borne is the past participle of the word bear. He has, it's like how to bear a burden. So Jesus has borne the thing. It is the one carrying the griefs, no longer us. So if you are a Christian and you are always grieving and you are sorrowful and you are suffering, it's Satan. And you have authority over that. Yeah. You have authority over every evil thing that Satan wants to place on your life. You yourself, you have that authority. Yeah. You can move from being sorrowful to being happy. You can just switch. Yeah. Yeah. I want to believe that most cases are not spiritual. Except that we, we, we create the, uh, the milky environment for the spirit to suddenly enter into it. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Have you seen that? He has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows. So in Christ, you must no longer be sorrowful. Sorrow is a sign that you are suffering. Is that not the case? Yeah. And Christ has taken that away from us. Some people want to carry what Christ has taken. Keep carrying it. <laughs> I don't want to carry something that Christ has taken. I want Christ to really take what he has taken. Because I cannot really do something about what Christ has taken. Yeah. <laughs> You see people, when they have to busily think, then they are worried. Worrying means looking at the situation. Thinking means providing solutions. They are not the same. When you see people who worry, they just look at the problem. But when you see people who have solutions, they have answers. They are thinkers. It's not the same. And generally, when you see people surrounding people, it's not that they are thinking. No. It's that they are worrying. I hate those associations and meetings. No. In fact, I don't even join discussions of people complaining. And when people are talking to me and they are suddenly complaining, I switch my ears off and I just look at them with my eyes and I say, yeah, yes, yes, but my, my ears are not there. Complaints, no. No. People who complain too much are always sorrowful and they are always depressed. The, all that they see is problems. Yeah. There are people you have to remind them of how God has blessed them. In fact, if you ever get to a state where people have, have to remind you that, oh, but you are blessed though. Because you also have this, you have that, then it means there is a problem. In fact, it means you are ungrateful. Just that. You are ungrateful. 
Because if you are grateful, you will suddenly remember the things that God has done for you. And it will be in your mind, fresh. Fresh. So what did Christ do? He has taken our griefs and carried our sorrows. Amen. So you have power over suffering. You have authority over suffering. You, you can stop suffering. You can stop living in pain. You can stop living in misery. And I mean, unfortunately, so many people don't want to stop living in pain. Even though they look like they want to stop. It's not true. Because when you ask them what they want to talk about, it's still about their pain anyway. No. No. If you are going to be strong enough to move forward in life, your mind must move forward. Your mind. Not just your body. You can change your physical location. If you don't change your mind, you are as good as where you used to stay. Because you will be visiting there. But when you change your mind, everything changes. Yeah. You see, it's like a box that has a, a, a car, a toy car in it. And when you use the remote to control the box, you see that the mind, the, the, when you use the remote to control the car, you see that the box will also be moving. Your mind is what is inside the box. The box is your body. The car is your mind. The remote is what you see. The remote is what you think about. And whatever you are thinking about is moving your mind. And as your mind is moving, as the car is moving, the box is taking along. Your body flows along. So many people, they, are, they, are, they, are, they have grown, but their minds are still about the past. No. That is a sign that you are actually not seeing what Christ has taken care of. Suffering. Christ has taken care of suffering. And it's important to note at this point that Jesus is not on the cross. He's on the throne. Jesus is not on the cross. He's on the throne. The end of our faith is Christ. And Christ is on the throne. He is not on the cross. So suffering is not the end of the life of the believer. It is glory. Somebody say amen. Yeah. That's the word of God. Or is Jesus still on the cross? Yeah. Yeah. So tell your neighbor that allow God to take your problems away. Allow God. Allow God. Allow God. Allow God. Don't be always thinking about your problem. Yeah. So when you are born again, you have power over suffering. You have power over being hurt. I used to have a daughter. For more than three years, she was always hurt. She was always in pain of one boyfriend who left her. And initially, I used to comfort her for the first year. So, oh, sorry. Because that was also my first time of seeing somebody who, even though we are in 2015, is still in 2011. 
hadn't seen some before. Then we moved to 2016. Then she was still in 2011. I said, hey, you are very stupid. Life has moved on. This boy, whatever, has married. What will you do? Okay, right now you want us to go and sit down with the boy, the boy's wife, the boy's mother, the boy's father, the girl's mother and the girl's father. And for you to do what? To say that you have something to say. They say, what do you have to say? Then you say, when you were in school 2012, ah, life has moved on. Even Bernard will have an ex very soon. Life moves on. Praise Jesus. Life moves on. And then so what? We'll be a true idea today. It is life. And life will teach you lessons. So the first year I used to talk to her, I used to talk to her. Oh, when the problem comes as a Felicia, let's talk. I don't say, hey, Master, Jimmy, you know. And I'm sure as we are in 2021, she's still in 2011. She's celebrating 10 years of loving memory. And that suffering is so much unneeded. People are carrying burdens that they themselves are the only people who know they are carrying it. And nobody sees it. And they love to carry it. No. No. And sometimes, the pastors must be strong enough to tell the church members that this one, no. Change the issue. If this is about this same issue you are going to talk about, no. Change it. Change it. Change it. So in Christ, we don't nurse our problems. We don't, we, we, we don't have nursery bears of problems and suffering. Then later we transplant them to the major uh, 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 yard. No. He has borne all our griefs. And he has taken them. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you have to believe this word of God before it will become real to you. You see, everything in the word of God is like that. You have to believe it before it will become real to you. And you see, some people have also invented a new suffering, which is called, I cannot forgive myself. Hey. <laughs> Now, who are you crying? What will your forgiveness do? You see, some people are very stupid though. You listen to what they are saying. There is no sense in it. You cannot forgive yourself. Hey, who are you? Are you God? Who needs your forgiveness for what? Then they are wasting time. There are guys who sit behind Korea movie and they cry. That's a new suffering. forgive and the others too who suffer the problem of being so concerned about the problem of others even though it doesn't concern them <laughs> they are new suffering so <laughs> you see somebody is going out with his, his girlfriend or his girlfriend what is your problem now 
And you are suffering the problem of the girl in the relationship when you are single. <laughs> For three years. What is that? You see, suddenly when the girl marries, you see that, oh, you are single, Paolo. You are more single than you used to be. In fact, if the person you are going to sit down to discuss your problem is not in the same area with you, don't discuss it. Because it, one of you is dragging the other one behind. Hmm. And sometimes the seniors are the ones who lack everything to all. The ones that others cry on their shoulders. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Just cry. Cry, baby. Cry. And they don't have it. They don't even have echo lack. And others are crying on their shoulders. And when you look at, at, at them, they look as like suffering, they themselves. But they seem to always have a solution which doesn't work. You have to be concerned with your life, oh. Your own life. Yeah, because in exams, eh, it doesn't matter how much you like your roommate. You all write your names and your index numbers. Yeah, yeah. You can't borrow that. And this life, everybody's writing his exam. Amen. Yeah. Some people, in the name of being concerned, they have become expert at gossiping. In the name of being caring. No, it's, 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 it's unneeded. Yeah, you know. Like how somebody said, she wanted to, you know, blackmail one of my sons. And she didn't know the approach. So she, she, she tagged somebody with a message on Facebook and she wrote it as if it's a concern. No, no, no. I, 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 I picked all of them from the spirit and from the physical. Say no. You are a snake. Yeah, and I, I broke their, their feet. I paralyzed them. So, don't invent new ways of suffering. Amen. Yeah, somebody tells you, Raymond tells Bernard that Priscilla is now giving him problems. Then, no, it has become case for Bernard. Bernard sees Priscilla and he's angry. Now, you, Bernard, your own doctor's case, you have not finished. You don't even know how it's going. That now Raymond's own is your problem. And you are suffering for, for Raymond. You, you don't take medicine for a sick person. Take your own medicine. Let the sick person take his own medicine. That's how healing will come. Yeah. So that's just on suffering. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll sit on it properly. Tell the person close to you, suffer for me, okay? Suffer for me, okay? <laughs> Tell the person, I want to cry on your shoulders for the next three years. Tell the person, I want to cry on your shoulders for the next three years. Uh, tell the person, please allow me, allow me, allow me, allow me. Tell the person, pamper me, pamper me, pamper me. Tell the person, my heart is broken. My heart is broken. My heart is broken. Today, I, I, I went to a TV, a, a TV station to have an interview with them. When I was going, I remember in the car, they were playing this, uh, whatever. And a guy called. They were asking about whether people have had broken hearts before. And a guy called. And he said a girlfriend broke her, his heart in 2016. And he was crying on the phone. 
He was crying on the phone. I was so I was, I was I was so sorry that I was a man. That that this person is also one of our species. Ah! <laughs> Five years ago, and he was talking to. Oh yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah, yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah. And they will ask him. Was that? Then he will say. Then I tell they cut the line. They cut the line. I say, oh, hey, yo. <laughs> now, well, now, so it's gone. The suffering has left, eh? Ooh. Ooh. Eh? Jomo, Jomo. In all day. I'm sure now the girl has married. Or the girl is about to marry. Even if the girl is not married, then so what? Are you the only boy that can marry her in this world? Ask the person closely, what happened in 2004? Ask the person, what happened in 2004? <laughs> some people were not even born. Uh, ask somebody, okay, what about 2010? What about 2010? In April, ask the person what happened in April in 2010. We are in 2021. And God damn it, you are thinking about 20, 2010. Ah, 11 years ago. And there are people who are angry because others have problem with others. This suffering case, eh, Christ has borne it. Eh? Eh? Just allow it. Yeah. my mother taught me, before I even learned the Bible, my mother taught me that your, your business is your business. Your business your, if it's somebody's business, it's not your business. My mother taught me, before I even learned the Bible. Yeah. So I care power, but I have a lot of boundaries. Yeah, and I don't dominate the lives of people. And I don't talk when I don't have to talk. And I don't say what I think when I don't have to say what I think. No, no, no. It's not needed. Let's go on. Number five, right? Yeah, we have power over shame. We have power over shame. Joel chapter 2, verse 26. The way that guy left me six years ago, I'm still looking for him to explain to me why he left me that way. Six years ago, people have gone to school and have people have become pharmacists and architects in within that time. Others are graduating from medical school. Six years. If you had done a PhD, you have two or three. Joel 2:26. Right. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 27. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Amen. amen. Now which time in our lives will we have to be ashamed? Never. Never. Shame is not part 
of our heritage in Christ. Shame. You have authority over shame. Anything that is trying to shame you, you have power over it. You will not go down in shame in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that is why, listen, it does not matter the evidence people have. You have to know who you are in Christ. You see, most people don't understand the truth of the word of God. Listen, Apostle Paul really killed whoever he killed many years ago. But so what? He's not in Christ. Things are different. Most people are always trying to find a way of cleaning the evidence. It's a lot of work. In fact, Paul used his, his past to preach that I killed many more people. I, I destroyed the church. I tried my, I was the worst of sin. I was this, I was that. In fact, if somebody's using his past to preach, you can no longer go into his past to use it against him. Because he has actually brought it as the first evidence for his preaching. There is no longer anything to say. Do you know that years ago he used to do it? He has already said it. You will say it and they say, oh, he has said it many times. So haven't you heard it? Then suddenly there is nothing shameful again. Yeah, you don't have to be hiding things. Fine, there are certain things that you cannot say because of the maturity of the people. But when it comes to a realm where you feel that this thing can really be whatever, I mean, just talk about it. It kills everything. And if you talk about it openly like that, you, you solve a lot of gossip and mysteries and there are no longer conversations that you hold after the general meeting. Like, mm, mm, ah, yes, because done. But most believers are trying to find evidences and things and it brings them headache. Come on. My people shall never be ashamed. Never means never. Any case with anybody never means never. And listen, this life, be careful. Because if you are very young, you, 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 <laughs> you will think that people are sinful. But you don't really know that people fall into troubles. <laughs> if you are young, your understanding of things will be that this person is a bad person. But you didn't know that he just fell into different troubles. And that brought him to where he is. Or what that brought her to where she got. If you also, <laughs> yeah. like that, like that, you fall into more problems than, than what he, he felt. Look at David, eh? David in the Bible. He committed a lot of things. You remember Bathsheba? Are you here? Yes, you remember Uriah? He killed Uriah. And he slept with Bathsheba, somebody's wife. Now, by the time they were going to use that case against him, Ahithophel and Adonijah was, and Absalom were going to use those cases against him. Those two people who tried to use the case even died before David died. Absalom hung himself. His own hair trapped him and he died. Ahithophel went to put his house in order and he died. And many years later on, then David died. What evidence? The person has done it and so what? You see, between Absalom and David... And Ahithophel. Now God has anointed one. Now the others are working for the anointed. <laughs> now they forgot. So when they suddenly feel that we can use this against him, ah, God said, ah, you are just checking out. Yeah. So David did not try to cover the thing up. He actually made the whole Israel know what he had done. It was no longer an evidence. If you are, if you are a strong person, Okay, you have integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't hide things. 
Yeah. And whoever wants to use whatever against you, by the time they try to bring that evidence, it, it, it will already turn into nonsense. Yeah. It will turn into nonsense. Because God will protect his own. The reason is simple. So many people would not want to serve God and work for God. As you have decided to work for God, as stupid as you are, God will protect you. That's it. Yeah. He will not allow wicked things to happen to you, Keke. Because when he's sending people who have gone to, you want to use this, right? When he's sending people who have gone to use this, most people say they won't go. But you, you say, me, God, you say, I will go. They say, ah, I'll make this one different. Just that. Yeah. So forget about whatever evidence anybody has. If they like, they should take it to Supreme Court. If they go to Supreme Court, they say they can't take it. They should go to Hague. It will still not get anywhere. Don't be calling. Don't let people blackmail you. Don't let somebody call that. If you don't give me the money or if you don't this, I will tell the person, hey, 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 do it, do it. Do it now. Hey, you, won't, you won't do anything, Foco. Nothing, Shishi. Nothing is in it. Ah. It's like an arm robber who has come to take my, my, my child and say, if you don't send me the money, I will kill her. Just kill her. Because I'm not sending the money. I, no, 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 I don't. I didn't save money to send for a, a thief. Kill her. And those movies are the same way. By the time they, they come and they do the exchange, then police come to grab them. All the producers, they write the same movies. Kill her. Ask the person closely, are you blackmailing me? Ask the person, are you black? Tell the person, it will not work. Oh. It will not work at all. Ah. Many years ago, they said, if you have gone to prison, you cannot be president. And they stretched it. They, we, they were stretching it when Kufu became president. Kufu had gone to prison. They were stretching it out when he became president. Then they say, if your father has become president again, we will not let you become president. It's one house that is chopping our money. They were talking out then Kufu Ado became president. Forget it. They say after Liman, no, nothing will be president. Nothing, no, it will not happen. Liman destroyed the country. We were there when Atamels died, and vice president became president. Hey, Islam, Muslim Jata. He became president, and after that small time, six months or whatever, when we went to election day, he won again. Listen, no, if I. They say Muhammad has done everything. He was still president. The, the evidence, he will not work. When God puts somebody in authority, the authority is not on the person. It's on the chair that the person is sitting. Do you know why the headmaster is the headmaster? It's not because of his height. Too, because headmasters are usually short. It's because of the office that is in it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Don't let anybody blackmail you. And don't pay extra for anything that Christ has already paid for. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So if you have impregnated somebody and the person, hey, if you don't send me money, I will tell the world that I, I, I'm pregnant with your baby. Say, hey, 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 tell the world. Hey. Are you the only person who is pregnant? Somebody carried Jesus in her womb. She didn't even tell the world. Who are you carrying? I carry a boy. A boy. 
You are carrying up one more family in your womb and you are making noise. Okay. You see, fear is an irrational thinking. You know? Fear is an irrational thinking. When you think about why people are afraid of something, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. Ah, you have impregnated her and she has the charges. If you don't say, if you don't give me the money, and every week you are sending the money, it's too much. It's too much. Yes. And every time the, the child is sick, every time the child is sick, the child was about to die. The child died though, it just came back to life. Hey. And you are paying, and you are paying, and nobody knows it. By the time you are done for, what, GHS 1 or something, I lost our pre-tech teacher's uh, envelope, Patrick Mensah. That man was a wicked man. <laughs> I was a prefect in GHS 1, and then with the GHS 3 students. And then, so I was giving letters to go and send to uh, the post office, and I took a bicycle. And mistakenly, the envelope fell from my back pocket. And I think it was 50 CDs in it or something. And he called the sister, and the sister said she had not received the money. And she asked me, I said, the thing fell. This man said, he will make me pay the money. So when I come to school, then he'll call me to the office. Then he'll take my money. First day, second day, third day, I told him that. Listen, listen, I'm a student. Chuck it. Okay? Me, I, I'm not selling anything. I said, I won't give you the money again. He said, you came here. I said, I will tell my father and my mother that you have been taking my money. You can, I will spoil you. Ah, that thing just died in, there, in that day. Now, since then, anytime you see me, he will knock me. I said, I will take the lock. I won't pay. He pay, I won't pay. <laughs> ah, I'm a student. Oh, I'm a farmer. I'm in GSS 1. I'm in GSS 1. What is it? Ah, people have lost their children and they are even eating. We lost envelope. Come on. So most people just allow people to use small evidence. If you know what I've heard about you and what I've seen about you, if you know what is happening around, Inca, you will not be eating. Hey, eat. What have they heard? Hey, there are people there, they say their matter, they bring it before me. And I say, this is the matter that you have been talking about for years. I know it many years ago. Go home. Shamola. It's not a case. Yeah. So, Charlie, be free from every sabotaging spirit in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Tell the person close to you, I have done what I have done. I have done what I have done. <laughs> and tell the person, all the things I have not done to, I have done them. Uh -huh. Then tell the person, and so right now, what will you do about it? Yeah. Years ago, they said Bishop Doug has killed cows. Oh, Charlie, this man of God is how Bishop Ajinasari has buried people in the church. Oh, as what Bishop, he's a cocaine, he's a ace. They are still doing the church. Okay. You will prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. No accusation will break you down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. You see how now issues easily trend on social media. Our people's ex and uh, marriage things and forget about it. They will say I don't go anywhere. Funny face Christ has reunited with their wife. Hey, this world, your matter, it's your matter, that's your matter. If it's not your matter, it's not your matter. <laughs> ah. So be, 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 free from, be free from shame and the fear of shame. Amen. 
Yeah. Because all of us have done something shameful before. Is it not so? All, if you have done something very shameful before, let me see your right hand. You did something, you say, hey, I wish I did not, but you have done it. And so now what can you do about it? You have done what you have done. Ah, yes. Everybody, when you are growing up, one day you went to loo on yourself. Is it not shameful? <laughs> Is it not shameful? Ah, if it's not happened before, then you are not a human being. <laughs> ah, everybody, Master. Especially when you are in school uniform, it's different. <laughs> it's shameful. Yet it has happened to everybody before. It's not a problem. Oh. You see, people are thinking about things that really don't matter. Oh. You will pass through in the name of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. I always like it when people come here and they say, Papa, if you know what your this and that, your son or your daughter is doing, you, you would have been very surprised. When people bring that from the beginning, it just makes me laugh. Then when they finish, they, they say, Papa, so that's what I want to tell you. I say, really, this is the matter. This is no matter. Oh. Paul has killed Christians. When he finished, he wrote a letter to Christians. That you stole small data and you can't sleep. Go and sleep. <laughs> you stole small 500 Ghana. They want to kill you. Five, it's 500 Ghana money. The, the judges, they were stealing sheep and goats. You remember? Yam. They are still sitting there. They are listening to other people. God's right. They have stole all the sheep and all the goats. Because human beings must understand that there must be mercy for other human beings. That's it. Yeah. And if you are saying other people's case, be very careful because your case will be very close to it. But it won't be like it. Though. It will just jump. <laughs> Twice. Say, hey! Anubokiti. This is where Ebenezer, God has brought me. Because when other people were in a similar situation, you know, you didn't have mercy on them. Have mercy on people, oh. Have mercy. Because you too, you have gone to toilet on yourself before. Mercy. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Have you seen that? So our life must move from one level of glory to another level of glory. Amen. No room for shame. No room for shame. We have power over shame. Six. Is it not six? We have authority over satanic forces. We have authority over demons. We have authority over witches. We have authority over occults. We have authority over secret societies. We have authority over evil spirits. All satanic and demonic forces. We have authority over them. Amen. Yeah. There are people who watch movies and they cannot sleep. Sleep. Yeah. What will a movie do to you? The people who did the movie, are, are, are they sitting on their beds or they have slept? Those people who did that movie that you cannot sleep, 
they, they, are, are they are, ah, you just when you watch movie, almost every time people die in the movie, but they are alive in life. Is, is that not the case? There's always a killer who was killed. The pipe entered his stomach, or his head crashed, or he was blasted into uh, molecules. And next week you see him in another movie. And you die in your house, you can't sleep. I said, fear is very irrational. When you think about it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Tell the person close to you, don't be afraid. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. I see you exercising your authority over demons in the name of Jesus. Amen. I see you exercising your authority over demons in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Have you seen that? Yeah. Everybody who is a believer has power to cast out evil spirits. Amen. There is no special ministry as casting out evil spirits. <laughs> Most people don't take the word of God seriously. I said there is no special ministry that this man of God is a specialist as casting evil spirits. Oh, all those people are false people. All those people are false people. In my name shall they cast out devils. Amen. No time for her. Your friend saying, Ufrihim. Obeko. Minko. Obeko. Ale. Ale. You cast them out in the name of Jesus. So you see somebody who is having a demonic attack or a satanic attack. You, 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 when, whether it's on phone or the person is around, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. You, you, you will see that the person has recovered fully. You will be surprised. Somebody should just go and try it. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Many years ago, this young man in blue, uh, green, he was getting mad. This young boy. And it was done when the, the, the sister called me. Because everybody was up. He was saying some things like a mad person. Yeah. They called me. I was asleep. It was around 1 a.m. Many years ago, more than eight years ago. No. It may even be more than that. And they, we were talking, I said, relax, what's happening? You see, the first you have to do in fire is to relax. Either than that, you can hurt yourself. Say, so, this one is saying things. I say, okay. Give the, put the phone close to his ear in the name of Jesus. I cast you out. I mean, when I was done, they say he has slept. He slept the next morning, woke up in the afternoon. More than 12 hours straight. Woke up and he never returned. After today. Yeah. You, you can cast easily. You see your cousin who, that we called. They say she's mad. I said, she's what? In the name of Jesus. I cast you. It didn't take one minute. I started speaking to her. She was speaking English. And she was okay. And she's fine up to today. Oh. Sometimes, eh? It's like the examples now is coming from the same pastor. So it makes you feel like it's because he's a pastor. No. It's because I believe the word of God. That's it. I believe the word of God. Yeah. Because then, when I prayed for, I was not a pastor. I was not a pastor. So you see any evil situation coming out, you can cast that spirit out. Easy. Easy. You cast it out. 
like you, you cast nets on a, on a sea. That means demons are lightweight. You cast them. The Bible doesn't say you throw them out. Throw means they are heavy. Eh? You cast it. It's gone. I see you casting some demons out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So you have a student or you have somebody around that he's behaving irrationally. It's like it's a mental problem. Just lay hand on the person. You just speak few words. In the name of Jesus, I cast the evil spirit out. Ah. You see everything is fine. Yeah. And <laughs> somehow people have also conjured a certain theology that if you cast evil spirits out, they will come at you at night and what? When there is not any proof like that in the Bible. When you ask people, why are they sick? They say, it's an attack from the sea because I prayed for somebody. Then Jesus should have died the very first day he started his ministry. You see, people want to feel special over nothing. There is nothing like that. Oh. And the Lord shall make his angels guard you that you don't hit your feet against the stone. Come on. Do you believe the scriptures? Have you not built a shield around him and around his household and around everything that he has? And have you not increased the substance in his hands also? Come on. So definitely, there are one or two cases like that that may happen that you pray for people and you have an attack. But those, those are for people who are strong in Christ. Are baby Christians who just came and they say they have attack. No. And there are very few times, very few in the ministry of Kenneth Hagin, he didn't have that more than three. In more than 50 years of ministry, you, you just started a prayer meeting under a tree and you have already had 300 attacks. You are on life support. Hey, that's too much. You are lying. So when you pray for people who have evil spirits in them and you command them to live in the name of Jesus, they will live. Now listen, almost every problem of human beings are caused by devils. One day I'll, I'll, I'll teach on that. But just, just, just note it. That almost every problem of human beings are caused by devils. Yeah. Number seven and lastly, we have power. Oh, did I give a scripture to satanic forces? Yeah. Number seven, lastly, we have power over Satan himself. Make sure you write Satan with small s. Satan is not any person. What is Satan? Satan is a fallen angel. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. So, not only do we have power over Satan's small boys, we have power over Satan himself. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. Don't be afraid of witchcraft, though. Eh? Do not be afraid of witchcraft. And do not be afraid of curses. That's why, you see, we have to get the right mentality for prayer. The Bible said, a curse without a cause shall not stand. 
Nobody can just curse you. It's, it will never work. It will never, nobody can just take something and curse you. It will never work. The curse will only work when there is a cause. Yeah. If curses work on people, footballers will die at the stadium. Do you know what the spectators say to uh, at them? When they are chanting, when uh, uh, let's say Liverpool is playing United, do you know what the Liverpool fans are telling the United players on the pitch? They say all things, it doesn't make anything. When you they will score you, they will score you. When they will score you 10, you will take all the 10. <laughs> Forgive. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. So today, I just came with a simple message for you to understand. There are different ways that I teach and there are different ways that I preach. But today, I just want you to see how simple it is to walk in authority. Yeah, that's why I showed it in the way I dress. That's why I wore sandals. Yeah. Everything I do has marks to something. Yeah. You don't have to struggle over something that God has done for you already. You don't have to struggle. Luke chapter 10 verse 18. And he said unto them, I behold Satan as lightning fall from heaven. If Satan fell as lightning from heaven, then where is he now? On the floor. On the earth. He fell from heaven. So let's read verse 19. This is Jesus. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you get a revelation? Now, the lightning, the lightning that came like that has suddenly hit the ground and has turned into a snake. And Jesus said, I give you power to tread, to walk on, to trample on. Serpents, remember in the Garden of Eden how Satan entered the serpent. I give you power to tread on serpents. So that's Satan and scorpions. All evil spirits. And over all the power of the enemy. Every power that Satan has. Jesus said, I've given you power over it. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is, this is Jesus talking. Eh? The people who say they pray for people and they have attacks. Jesus said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's it. You step on snake. snake you step on Scorpions and nothing shall hurt you. That's Jesus' word. Yeah. That's the power that is available in Christ. For everybody who believes, this is not special to men of God. You see, men of God should have been solving very serious cases. A man of God is like a field marshal. It's not a W01. But now, hmm. I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Over how many of the power? All the power. There's no power, satanic power that can work against you. You must know it and you must believe it. Yeah. You, you see, if you don't know it, that's when the, the satanic power can work against you. But if you know it, it cannot work against you. If you know it. Most people don't know it. One man, I had a testimony by Bishop he said, a man came to church and the man said, 
I mean, Bishop Edipo was preaching. He said, I can never be sick. Then the man heard it. The man said, hey, me too. I don't know why Bishop Edipo said I can never be sick. But me too, I say from today, I can never be sick. It had been more than 40 years. The man had not been sick. More than 40 years. That one point, he just keyed into somebody's revelation. Nanka, you and Kasa understanding the source of the revelation. Come on. So, being born again brings you to an ever-increasing life. It brings you into an ever-flourishing life. It brings you to an ever-succeeding life. It brings you to an ever-joyous life. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's your portion in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So do not be afraid of Satan and witches and wizards and wicked people. There's nothing they can do that will hurt you. Nothing. 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 Amen. Amen. Nothing. The power of God is resting upon your life. Yeah. Any witch and wizard and Satan person, when he sees a child of God, he sees him. He sees light. And when light meets darkness, one will salute to the other. Yeah. Don't be afraid of. That's the authority of the believer. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for such a word. Begin to pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I want us to pray our last prayer. From today, I begin to exercise power as a believer. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. From today, I begin to exercise power. From today, I walk in power. From today, I walk in dominion. Kapata prata kafala dabasaka. Shekata balada balada brakavala dabasa. From today, I am daring the impossible. Lift up your voice and pray. I was so depraved. I went astray. The cost was great. I couldn't pay. It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set. Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus. Listen now.